Hello, welcome to Ask About the ADA, the podcast where we answer your questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act and how it applies to everyday life. I'm Joe Zeski, the program manager here at the Northeast ADA Center. On this week's edition of Ask About the ADA, we're going to go back to part of the audio for a webinar that was presented in March of 2022. In the webinar, I am speaking with our affiliates in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. In Puerto Rico, we work with an organization known as MAVI, which is an independent living center on the island. Joining us from MAVI are Mildred Gomez and Nelly Bear Correa. And from the Virgin Islands, we work with the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands, DRCVI. Joining us from DRCVI is Archie Jennings, the lead attorney for DRCVI. And we're going to be discussing emergency preparedness and response to natural disasters. Over the last number of years, both Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands have had to deal with a number of natural disasters, from hurricanes to earthquakes to the pandemic. These certainly have posed challenges in multiple ways. Archie, I'd like to go to you first. Have there been lessons learned from dealing with these different issues? I can say one thing I learned is that we you got to have an emergency management agency locally that's ready to, to assist. We had none, and it was slow, slow moving. As a result of the hurricanes, we lost the shelters. Most of the schools which uh, served as uh, shelters from the hurricanes were uh, destroyed or in some way compromised. So as we go into this hurricane season, we already had our, one of our first meetings, they're pushing or they have to have what's called shelter in place. We're assisting the elderly and persons with disabilities, uh, urging them to get on a list with the government so that we, the government has information, those who want to voluntarily give it, so they know where the persons are that would need assistance or looking after the um, passing of the disaster, because that did not occur last time otherwise either. So we're learning now to work with volunteer organizations to assist in disasters, what they call BOADS, and the panning, I mean, the uh, PNA system has uh, developed a memorandum of understanding with Red Cross to uh, coordinate the resilience after mm. the hurricane, mm -hmm. but also to coordinate efforts. Um, both, we are a small agency at, on both islands, but it's one of those things that we do become a conduit for persons with disabilities when they're looking for issues regarding uh, outreach. And also through the memorandum of understanding, put us in closer touch with FEMA the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Uh, and uh, they're always assuming we're already connected with the local management agency. But putting those resources together and trying to uh, work together is sort of where we are now. We're already having management meetings in preparation for the next hurricane season, which starts June 1st. And Mildred or Nellie Bear, what are your thoughts regarding Puerto Rico? 
Hello, this is Mildred. Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands are very similar in this situation of emergencies because we are an island in the Caribbean and we have this hurricane season that affects us. Uh, not very frequently, but in 2017, we received Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Maria. These two hurricanes change our daily living, change the daily living of all the persons in Puerto Rico, especially people with disabilities. So during all these years, we have learned many lessons that we don't want to pass through the same situations again. And one of the things that we are doing here, Mavi are doing, is um, empowering people with disabilities, their families in inclusive plans. We have to learn to be prepared, not depending in others, not depending in the, on the government, depending on us. And we have to be prepared. We have to make our family plans We have to, to empower and now know about the, the services that the community can bring me, where I have to call, what, what things I need. And as you mentioned, not just hurricanes, we passed through earthquakes too in the South and now the pandemic of COVID-19. So the thing about empowering people, educating people, educating to uh, communities, because we realize and we learn Uh, through the past of Hurricane Maria, that the communities make the change. They are the ones that make that first respond and, and gave services to others. Uh, as the U.S. Virgin Islands, we have a lot of mountains uh, and we have a lot of fishes and coves around. So it's very hard when you don't have transportation or when you have a hurricane like Maria that bring everything down and you're not able to, to be out of your house. So other things, things that we learn is that we don't have a register of people with disabilities here in Puerto Rico because many of our municipalities, they think that people with disabilities are people that are old or that are on bed uh, are not able to walk. And we are uh, educating that people with autism people with, with many other uh, situations and disabilities are in this area of people with disabilities that need some assistance. And we are working on inclusive plans and something that we learn a lot and we are working on the core advisory groups. These are groups that after Hurricane Maria uh, with the collaboration of FEMA, we have different conferences and table talks about what happened, what was the real needs of people with disabilities around the island. And we realized that all persons in the island with disabilities have the same situations. So we developed these working groups that the name is core advisory groups. And we have that groups in the States too, that we are divide the island in 10 regions with the, the collaboration of the Emergency Preparedness Office uh, in Puerto Rico, state and local. And we are been working since Hurricane Maria to educate, to, to be part of the community, to teach them and, and 
be there hand by hand so they can be prepared, not just for the hurricane seasons that start now in June 1st, but through other many emergencies that can happen in the island. That's an interesting point, Mildred. It brings me to another question about emergency preparedness. During COVID and the pandemic, were services impacted for people with disabilities? And are these services back to what they were before the pandemic started? And I guess for this question, let's go back to you, Mildred, first. Sure. During COVID-19, mm-hmm. we, we are learning. We continue learning. Everyone, this pandemic. Yeah. So the thing is that, yeah, many of the services of the, what we have seen during these two years is that every all the services came virtual. So this is something that affects many of the people with disabilities in the island because they are not used to use technology. Most of the services in the government, when they came to lockdown, closed services and gave new instructions. So... Mavi, as an independent living center, we have the privilege that we continue working, attending uh, people by phone, by email. So, so we maintain that contact with people th- with disabilities, uh, promoting videos, giving access to pe- to deaf communities, so they have the information number one about COVID nineteen, yes. about how the services in their communities in the government is being working, and. Many of the people with disabilities that don't have access to technology, they have a lot of situations because they are not able to to make an appointment in in government offices because they don't have an email, they don't know how to use technology, or they don't have internet. So so it's been hard, but I think that that we do our best, and the people now is very informed. And especially deaf community, that is the, the community that is, in my opinion, uh, more impact because COVID-19, because the lack of communication. That makes when, sense. <laughs> when people are not able to speak sign language and they are expecting people to turn or put their mask down so they are able to, to read the lips. And mm-hmm. people said, you know something, I'm not going to do that. I'm on my right. I have to protect myself. Uh, and we have a lot of stories of deaf, commun- deaf people that came and said, you know something? I was asking for services and I, don't, I, I was not able to communicate because they, are not, uh, they, they don't put the mask down. So I think that, that that's very, a very big issue that, that touched us very deeply in the community. We certainly heard similar questions on the Northeast ADA's technical assistance line, especially during the first year of the pandemic. Archie, what about the situation in the Virgin Islands? Well, with social distancing, that impacted greatly on the uh, services for the persons with disability. As, as noted, the deaf and hard of hearing community um, we tried to rally. They already had a group going, so it was almost by word of mouth and the phone calls to rally them to come online for virtual trainings. And we were able to get the Department of Health to give uh, feedback and allow them to ask questions through um, 
having in a separate room or separate location interpreters there uh, and uh, to issue the questions and to allow people to get them answered. Actually, we even had a, um, but not during 20, um, there, that was a virtual shutdown. 21 thing, as the vaccinations came along, we're able to open up more. And I think we even had a little uh, gathering at the mall so people can come and get vaccinated. And we got the word out through the uh, deaf and hard of hearing community to come get some more information and get vaccinated. So it's sort of like at the impact at the very beginning, it was very, very severe. Government offices were shut down. They were closed because of um, people who had contacted or contracted the uh, and we found positive, shut down a lot of offices. Then 21, things started to open up. Uh, transportation at the very beginning was also shut down, which impacted mm-hmm. a lot of persons with disabilities, ability to move through the community. So, but we're not back fully, uh, even though the mass um, mandate has been eliminated. It's now it's a matter of contacting those who were the core uh, leaders in those groups trying to uh, get things rejuvenated and resuscitated and revived to go forward uh, under the present conditions. So that's that's what happened here in the Virgin Islands. Hmm. Well, I just want to add, yeah, um, we have the situation that um, Archie says with transportation, the public transportation on the island was um, canceled during the pandemic, during the lockdown. So they faced the same challenge to access to ser- medical service, to go to the, to the market and have access, equal access to to do the, their daily living activities. So it was a hard situation for people with disability in Puerto Rico and in other areas of states and also Virgin Island. And the communication that we try to to help people with disability to get that kind of services that are so important for people with disabilities and for people without disability um, was a hard work for the independent living service and all people that work for people with disabilities. This is Mildred. I'd like to mention two other things that is employment and education. And here in Puerto Rico, for example, we are not used to work remote. So this is a modality that we have to learn. So many people with disabilities that don't have access to technology or they are not able to work remote, they don't have access to to go because transportation or other issues so they were not able to work. And the other area is education. When you know that schools locked down too. And we have many families that they have three, four kids. And maybe they don't have a computer. Maybe they just have a phone with internet. And it was very hard. When you hear stories about persons that have two, three kids and just a cell phone for, for connect for their classes. So these two areas were affected too because COVID-19. Those are good comments, Mildred. Thank you so much.
And thank you all for listening this week. I hope you found it interesting and learned something about the impact of natural disasters in our region here in the Northeast, particularly in our affiliates with Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Thank you to Archie, Mildred, and Nellie Bear again. If you have questions about emergency preparedness and people with disabilities or about anything else related to the ADA, please feel free to contact us at the Northeast ADA by calling 1-800-949-4232. You can certainly visit our website, northeastada.org, and shoot us an email or follow us on social media. Just look for at Northeast ADA. Once again, thank you to Grace Fairchild for producing this podcast and editing it. Thank you as well to Peter Quinn of the Yangtan Institute's media team for doing final polishing and editing. And thank you all for listening and being a part of the conversation. <music>